0: Even if my heart stops beating
1: Choice for this podcast. This I, I've come to realize. You're a big fan of like the female sort of spacey sound. Where
0: oh yeah, I love it. Love like a uh, there's something about a female voice that's very ethereal. Like on that space, it just draws me in. Mm. I like I get wrapped up in it. But anything that has this kind of um, atmosphere and they use keyboards and bass lines, it has like a new wave retro sound. I'm I'm always sold by that kind of thing.
1: This is a cover, by the way Of what? Of a band by the Neighborhood Called Pretty Boy Yeah, and the Neighborhood And Cannons Is the uh, artist covering the Neighborhood song uh, Sounds
0: Every, good
1: Everything by this band, Cannons, is awesome They're just starting to kind of get mainstream success um, Yeah, they're on uh, the Tea Chill mix Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> right! Yeah. I love the I Tea Chill They got some Cannons on
1: there
0: Uh, Yeah, I've recently heard them on mainstream radio, one of their singles. Um, But everything that these guys put out, it all kind of has this wicked, like, 80s new
1: wave vibe to it.
0: They also did, um, this band also did Cannon's uh, Harry Styles' Golden. They have an awesome cover of Golden.
1: What's the one that uh, you said you heard on the radio? Uh, Fire.
0: I think it's called Fire or Fire For You or something like that.
1: Oh, let me look here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I'm just curious what that sounds like. Because, yeah, most of the stuff that I've heard is more like chill vibey music like that. This is called Fire for You. Let me fast forward a little bit into it. Oh, yeah. See.
3: You've played this for us for sure. How could you not
0: know? Oh, yeah.
1: It's a great song. I was alive. Oh, maybe this is how it ended up on Tea Chill Mix. <laughs> 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 Try to think.
3: Yeah, this is how it ended. Don't you remember that? I <laughs> I remember you adding it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great
3: song. This is a Old Town Bodega classic, Bundus. Well,
0: you have good music taste, there, Mora. Wow.
3: Hmm.
0: Fun song.
1: You know, we I don't think we got into the with the podcast. I know we talked about it on our radio show, but Mora had to do some pretty interesting <laughs> medical tests. Guys. I mean, uh, it's been terrible. It's uh, (laughs) having to provide A stool sample That is a pretty Tough process
3: I knew that was Coming too I was like Oh he's gonna ask me For the stool sample
1: Yeah Right And when
3: I went To Life Labs I had to go get Blood work done too I went to Life Labs And they're like Do you have the sample I'm like No, I mean, what am I supposed to put it in? I guess some people just show up with a jar or something. Yeah, do it themselves, but they don't want that because they actually have liquid in a container like it's I guess maybe preserves it or something.
1: Gotcha. Because they don't want it to be in a they some sort of bag or jar that could be contaminated, that could have stuff in there that would right. de- you I mean, know you throw off the test. Don't want to
3: grab a pickle jar and now all of a sudden you got garlic in there that's throwing everything oh, off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was uh, quite a moment. I think because my kid is four and I'm just out of that diaper stage that it didn't bother me as much as probably it would somebody who hasn't been that close.
1: It's funny, eh, how you have milestones in your life <laughs> and how it just changes your perspective on everything. Like, yes. I'll give you an example. Yes. Living in residence totally opened me up to using a public bathroom.
3: Yeah. I you was, get over that so quick.
1: I was like a guy who just almost always needed to be at home to do certain things in the bathroom. But then you live in residence, you realize, like, it is a public bathroom essentially on your floor. Yeah. And you just become super used to people coming in and out you don't and care. it doesn't throw you off.
3: You get over it hundred you know. percent. Yeah. That's the way it's been. Like I was, I, I was so happy when I got to throw the diaper genie out. I was like, see you later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But you're right. Changing diapers gets you pretty okay with the idea of like wiping bums and stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: You get past all that ick factor really fast, but there, it did come back because it was mine. It wasn't my daughter's. So, should I do I explain how you do a stool sample? Because we did that on the show. But if you miss the show, it involves Saran wrap on your toilet seat. That's how they want you to do it. They walked me through that at the lab. I was like, okay. Isn't it
1: funny that I guessed? Like that would be the method that I would have chosen, which is Saran wrap, and then it's almost like you're pulling an April Fool's joke on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. You got to You got to yeah. leave
3: like a little pouch so that it falls a bit. That was part of the yeah. walkthrough on the instructions
1: and they don't want any number one contamination in it. So you, don't. you have to like just uh, you don't cover the entire bowl. You just create like an area to grab. Oh, the stuff I at the did back, cover right?
3: the entire bowl. Oh,
1: really? Oh well, you don't. Ha- you wouldn't have... Well, I didn't maybe even think about
3: that. I didn't even think about only doing half the bowl. I wouldn't want to lose the sample.
1: Yeah. See, I would. I would. I just leave to- an area for my little yeah. dinghy to like hang down and do so. I didn't contaminate the sample. I but- just
3: really thought about it, and I was surprised yeah. at how I was able to execute that so beautifully.
1: <laughs> One without the other. Okay, I don't think, honestly, I'm now reaching that point that we reached in the on air conversation on our radio show where I'm like, you know what? We don't it's need to get much. into all the yeah, details. Yeah, so
3: moving yeah. on.
1: Yeah. The
3: samples have come back. Like the results oh, yeah?
1: are in. So, parasite or no parasite? No that was a big question.
3: Fucking parasite. I've been 100% sure I've had a parasite, I've been talking to my parasite.
1: As though like it was a baby in utero?
3: Yeah, I've been having conversations with the parasite. I feel like the parasite's been talking back to me. So to realize now that I don't have a parasite, I'm like, oh, fuck.
1: So the parasite
3: is the dream because you take one pill. Yeah. Well, actually, you take one kind of pill. You might have to take a whole round of it, but you take antibiotics and it kills it. And my doctor said it's very, actually very easy to deal with in most cases. So I was hoping for the parasite, you know, turns out it's not a parasite. So now...
1: Irritable bowel syndrome.
3: It might be, he said, you know, it might be Crohn's or colitis. My, um, I
1: feel like you're too old. Uh, I feel like you get diagnosed with that at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Not that you're old, my but I, f- I feel like that was like a teenage, early 20s kind of thing. You figure that out. He said,
3: if you look at your family history, not that Crohn's or colitis is there, but uh, my brother is diabetic... And my mother has a thyroid issue. So he's like, perhaps you have, like, an organ failure trend that rolls through your family. And maybe yours is the intestine. But he's sending me to a GI
1: guy. That's a weird thing for your doctor to say to you, though. Yeah. To, like, plant a seed (laughs) of one of your organs failing. Like, I would rather just him saying, hey, you know what? Just to be safe, let's do some other tests. And then if something comes up, they bring it up. But otherwise, Mm. like... Don't I would speculate on something you have no idea. That's a bit uh, irresponsible, I think. Almost,
3: I, you know, it's been a good window into what your world must be like as somebody with irritable bowel, though, because like <laughs> uh, I've been somebody who's kind of prided myself on like the accuracy and the quickness and the like. I'm clockwork
1: schedule, S- scheduled all perfect, out, yeah.
3: perfect. Oh, what you've got a problem? You must not be eating correctly, you idiot. Yeah. Now to be dealing with something that's Kind of out of my control I'm like wow fuck this sucks
1: Have you have you caught yourself in a jam Like where all of a sudden you're like I gotta find a bathroom I gotta find a bathroom quick And not been able to find one Well
3: oh, luckily I'm not out that much these days with COVID Right where I'm away from my house But in a car maybe mm, Sometimes like maybe in a car I could be in a bit of a pickle But it, it hasn't really happened It hasn't really okay. happened no But yeah I gotta go for an ultrasound mm-hmm. Tomorrow
1: That should be easy, though. That's easier than the sample collection. I'm
3: concerned about the ultrasound, though, because I did. I remember going in for my first ultrasound when I was pregnant, and you see them on TV all the time, like in shows, and it's always this kind of like exciting, happy moment and not very invasive. But the ultrasound, especially when you're early on in a pregnancy, often involves a wand that goes right up. The vagina What? Oh yeah Like a full on We're going inside ultrasound I don't remember
1: that I wonder if uh, Deb had an ultrasound If she she didn't tell me that Is that common?
3: Mm Mm-hmm Especially
1: with the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all over on top there. No,
3: right inside, right inside. Oh, I mean, and don't a- get me wrong.
1: I know they go inside eventually through that whole having a baby thing. I don't know if Bundes is aware of this. Like all the exams you do uh, when you're pregnant. Uh, no, I'm not. Like they, they usually, you know, when you hear like, oh, how far she dilated. Yeah. You know how they know that. No. They stick their hand in and they feel mm-hmm. what the dilation is. they f- they feel how like open your cervix is. The only way to get to that is literally gloving up, lubricating, and going right into check. i until Deb was pregnant, I had no idea all the different <laughs> steps that you have to go through when you're having a baby that yeah. like how invasive they are. It
3: is very invasive, the whole procedures, all of them. but yeah, the that one, I didn't realize that there was actually a wand and they can go inside and have a look. And it was
1: very Ooh, uncomfortable. Yeah. So now
3: I'm going for my ultrasound tomorrow and I'm like, is there going to be a wand?
1: Yeah. In the butt?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Yeah.
1: The wand, right? Is
3: there going to be a wand? No,
1: they wouldn't put that in the, <gasps> in the bum bum. That would be- uh, They put a
3: condom on it, eh? When you're like, they slip on a condom.
1: On the ultrasound?
3: On the ultrasound
1: one. Yeah, but uh, they can't uh, they can't uh, your vaginal canal is like more suited for that sort Entry. of procedure <laughs> whereas like your bum bum you could you would have to be a pretty small ultrasound thing to do that comfortably for most people. Some people might have, you know, a larger Bum, bum it's fun. Others. It's funny how you you use this
3: great term vaginal canal, and then you switch to bum bum. Well, we what am I going to say? Your anus.
1: Your well, it's not just your Rectum? anus. Your your whole like area. There. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. go in. You got to
3: go in. And then yeah, ultrasound. Whatever. Okay. I, I then I'm th- pretty sure I got the colonoscopy. That would be
1: up. what they would put in the bum bum. The colonoscopy would be... They, they don't put ultrasounds in there, I don't think.
3: So, yeah. I'd
1: be shocked if they did.
3: Yeah, okay. Well, the colonoscopy's probably coming. Unless I go see the GI doctor and he's like, well, I know what this is right away. I don't even have to look. Or yeah, maybe he'll say that.
1: Maybe. Uh, colonoscopy's... If from everything I've heard, and I know I know a bunch of people that have had them, mm-hmm. um, they it's not the actual procedure that's uncomfortable, and that's what everyone's afraid of is you know the big long snake camera that's going in there. Yeah, I uh, I would think unless there, you have some sort of aversion to um, like being put under, they they knock you out pretty hard for that, so you have no. Uh, recollection of the actual process they
3: giving you the i think
1: it's like the propofol or or something they give you whatever it is they give you Mm. they knock you almost right out to the point where you're in no condition to even feel or know what's going on and then you come to at the end of the procedure the biggest problem that i've ever heard people complain about with colonoscopies Mm -hmm. is all the um the prep work you got to do because everything's got to be cleaned out So you drink this like magic liquid Mm -hmm. over a period of, I don't know if it's like 12 or 24 hours and you're basically giving your whole body a cleanse right? and you're cleaning yourself out. So when they (laughs) do the procedure, they're able to look properly and there's not stuff in the way, there isn't anything in the way yeah. or there's a lot less in the way. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing I've heard. I might
3: appreciate the cleanse. Don't you pay big money for that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you might
3: juice cleanses and And, stuff. If
1: you were on the verge of (laughs) wanting to get a bidet toilet seat, like I've been encouraging you to do for the last year. This would be the time to do it. If you have a colonoscopy booked, maybe buy that in advance just to, <laughs> to prevent some wear and tear.
3: I heard they also uh, pump you up kind of full of air so that they can get through all the nooks and crannies.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, is that true? That sounds vaguely like, familiar. <laughs> but I again, I bet you if they're doing that, you're already under. It's like when I got my... I know, but um, then
3: it's the unpainful, slow release of that air that they pump. Like, for the rest of the day, you're like, I'm so bloated. No? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I I didn't hear anyone complain about that, but it could be a thing. Mm. Yeah.
3: Anyways, you know, you got to get these tests done as uncomfortable as they are. Thank God they're free. Like, I was just thinking, man, if I was in the States, all these tests I get done, I can't imagine how expensive they would be. Yeah. And I'd probably just bail on them and be like, ah, I'll take my chances. I'm sure it's nothing.
1: That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. The only downside is that sometimes when you need a test, you got to wait a long period oh, of time.
3: I know, right?
1: You know, you end up um, waiting months and months. If they don't feel like, if they feel like it's urgent,
3: Mm -hmm. they triage
1: you accordingly. So Mm -hmm. if they're like, oh, this guy's complaining of having a sore leg and he needs an MRI. Well, if they don't think they, if they're not pretty sure, it's like, Something that needs to be treated right away, then you end up at the long side of the wait list. Yeah. If they feel or think that there's a serious problem, then you tend to get in a little quicker. Get bumped. Yeah. It can be frustrating, I'm sure. Uh, it's not a perfect system by any no. means, but I would rather live in this world than a world where, yeah, you're like, I'm not doing that. It's going to cost me $20,000 to go through that whole process.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But can't you get, yeah, I mean, like lots of work companies in the States provide insurance and you can buy different medical yeah, yeah. insurance Yeah, yeah. If packages. you have
1: coverage, the States is great, but there's like a huge portion of their population That's that true. doesn't have access to health care. So, yeah. Um, like, would I, would, if my family had the jobs that we have here, mm-hmm. we would be okay in the US. It yeah. wouldn't be a problem. I'm just like, big picture, would l- rather live in a world where I know my kids will have health care their whole life, no matter what they do for a living.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether they're employed, unemployed, whether they are, you know, like maybe they're having uh, some health issues and they can't work. And mm-hmm. yeah. Like, when I, you know, they, I, I got in this huge, debate about healthcare with a doctor from the U.S. Okay. okay. And they throw out all the, oh, you know how many people die in the waiting room in Canada waiting to see a doctor and the waits are so long? And yeah, it can happen. But I kept saying, like, I'm like, yeah, but I would rather if you have, like, Two parents that are, uh, let's say, drug addicts and unemployed and living, you know, partially on the street. If they have a kid, I would want to make sure that kid has health care. Yeah. And he's like, well, we have health care. I'm like, well, for everybody. I'm like, yeah, but if you can't pay for it, they're going to take everything you have until <laughs> they you have nothing. Yeah. So it's true that, that you will get service if you go to a hospital, whether you have health care or not. But if you can barely afford the house you live in, there's a good chance you're going to lose your house when you get that bill oh until God. you're bled dry. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, with all the money that like all the all our countries have, I feel like there should be some basic level of health care provided to everyone. Now, my brother
3: uh, works in drywall and he's an independent uh, worker and he yeah. slipped and smashed his hand on the ice this past winter and like broke it so badly that he required after a month in a cast that they were going to have to reset it with surgery. And uh, I was just thinking about if he was in the States as an independent, you know, drywaller.
1: He could pay for healthcare. He could pay by the month. Right. Yeah, you just sign up for a plan like you sign up for any sort of insurance. But
3: I'm sure a lot of people roll the dice on that one. Yeah, well,
1: that's right. (laughs) Again, if you can barely afford food and there's a ton of poverty Mm. in all over north america if you can barely afford to eat and pay your rent are you really going to be able to afford 600 dollars a month or whatever good healthcare costs in the us yeah. like is it there's it no chance? that not much dude oh yeah it's a <gasps> lot of money Yikes. well cuz healthcare costs a fortune yeah you go in for a surgery in the us you see that bill like it would be it would blow your mind yeah when deb had to have emergency service in the uh, emergency surgery in the fall mhm I remember thinking shortly after that, like, I'm so glad in that moment where we were at the hospital, she's in excruciating pain. And then a surgeon, after looking at her um, CT scan, comes down and says, look, we we have to do emergency surgery. Mm -hmm. I'm glad, like, the only thing we were thinking about in that moment (laughs) was, like, the risks associated with the surgery. Yes. And her getting better and not, like... Can we afford this? No.
3: Can you imagine? Yeah. And how sad. And I wonder how many doctors say we need to do emergency surgery and people are like, well, we can't.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it's a life-saving thing, you get it, but you're just like, then you start worrying about how you're going to pay for it. And then your stress is about the bill and not about the recovery. Yeah. When you uh went into treatment Bundes um for all your stuff like uh, or I should say in treatment and surgery for yeah. all your accidents and stuff. yeah Was most of that covered? I mean there's I know there's our systems not perfect. If you're sick, a lot of the times you'll have to pay th- for things out of pocket. I wonder after your head-on collision if there were bills that were coming your way.
0: Uh, all of the like the surgeries and stuff that took place at Sunnybrook Hospital was covered. It was uh, when I went to the rehab uh, center, St. John's Rehab. Some of the rooms upgrades, different things like
1: that. Like private room versus uh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. stuff
0: is is optional, and you you get billed for that kind of stuff. Mm. That's
1: everywhere, yeah. If you're yeah. hospitalized, you're. But the
0: basic service of like being in the hospital and having the surgeries performed on me and getting like healthy, no, that that was. All. Do you know how
1: much that would have cost? A lot of money. No like that, that, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars if that thing happens to you in the U.S. and you don't have coverage, right? For sure. For sure. That'd be crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know what the answer is because like. On on the other hand, too, it would be good if there was sort of a two-tier system where you would allow the people with money to get their service, which would free up more space in regular hospitals. But then the problem becomes all the good doctors go to
1: the the upper tier. Yeah, Yeah. because the conditions are better. The facilities are better. Mm -hmm. The patients are like uh, less of a hassle, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so
0: it's it's tough. I mean, like, you know, because if you have the money and you have cancer, You know, you could go to the States and you could get treatment instantly and get on top of that quicker versus potentially having to wait, you know, for some sort of treatment here.
1: You know, it's funny, though. If you draw a comparison to private schools versus public schools in Ontario, and I'm sure this could be different in other provinces, the better job is in the public system. Is it? Yeah. Like, uh, when you look at all the benefits you get from the public system versus the private system, Hmm. I mean, in terms of compensation... All the benefits you get are better in the public system. In terms of the work environment, that could be different better because tools, you must better equipment, better equipment yeah. smaller classrooms. But with that said, you also have super demanding parents.
3: <laughs> Seriously, paying a lot. yeah, yeah. I, I, a oh, friend yeah. of mine's
1: a teacher in Quebec. I don't know. Um, I don't know anyone in Ontario who this would apply to. And she purposely enjoys working in a part of town. That is like, um, it's a less wealthy neighborhood. Yeah. And she says, because she's worked in both. She's worked in like a nice Oakville type of uh, location. Okay. And then she worked in this like other area that's definitely more working class. And she says the parents are just like, they're not as... Uh, annoying
3: <laughs> oh my god that's funny
1: yeah it's you know you have to deal with the kids and there might be a few more issues in the classroom as a result of being in a poor part of town but overall from a headache standpoint it was a much bigger headache being in the rich neighborhood because mm. all the moms and dads were just a little bit more like you know you're doing something wrong. It's not my kid.
3: It's you. And what are you
1: going to do to help my kid when there's like a behavioral problem or whatever is going on? Yeah.
0: You would hope that the paycheck is a little bit higher then.
1: Yeah. yeah Yeah Maybe but like you don't have the, this is public. the benefits This yeah. was all public It wasn't like a comparison oh, Between okay. private and public It was just Rich neighborhood uh, Like less rich neighborhood And I wonder if um, If being a private school teacher Is like a big hassle Because all these parents Are dropping $35,000 40000 To send their kids there
3: Yeah And my kid they want results. well Better be doing well Yeah, yeah I pay for this if they're not yeah. What the hell
1: Are you doing wrong Because we're paying the money You're like a yeah. client
3: Yes a hundred percent.
1: It's got to be good, Ooh. good and bad things with that. And maybe it'd be the same thing if you had a two tier healthcare system. Like maybe it'd be a nightmare for uh, doctors and nurses to work in a private side. Although to be fair, we do have a two tier system in Canada. There's there are lots of things you can pay for mm-hmm. outside of being in a hospital. Like I'm pretty sure you can go pay and have some of those scans done in Canada. Mm -hmm. Really?
0: I I did not know that you could
1: Yeah, someone told me you can get an MRI Privately if you want to pay for it Without having to go to the United States So I guess it depends
3: If I'm going to pay $1,000 To get a colonoscopy Or wait on a list And pay nothing. I'll wait on the list.
1: (laughs) Unless you felt like there was something that needed to be treated right away and they weren't taking it seriously and they told you, oh, it's going to be four months. You might sit there and say, oh, I want to take matters into my own hands. Totally. Yeah. Uh,
3: Again, I wish I just had this little parasite. It's very sad, guys.
1: Yeah, it sucks, It eh? sucks. When I almost they... want to
3: give them another stool sample and yeah. say, look again. Try again. <laughs> look closer. Please. I was thinking about the people at the lab, too, who get the stool sample section.
1: Well, they get they get them all.
3: I'm like, oh, I would want to be in the blood. Lab, not the stool lab. Yeah.
1: What? Okay. Who gets in the
3: stool lab? And are they stuck there forever? Oh,
1: like the people who are doing this testing on the stuff. They're you think like, there's just a stool section? There's a stool
3: guy. And he gets all the stool. <laughs> you know that's what's happening. It's the new yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 Hasn't paid his dues yet. He gets yeah. the stool sample. I want throat
1: swabs. Give me throat swabs. <laughs> you take stool. What about like I had to drop a semen sample off oh! in order to do a little check to see if the vasectomy was uh, still intact? That guy not is intact. below
3: stool. You I would say. That's the intern. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you'd rather deal with stool samples than? Uh,
3: I would take the stool over, over the semen. semen.
1: I don't know. Yeah, maybe.
3: It's a tough one. It's a tough one.
1: If you work in a lab, I they must do a little Tell bit us. of everything. I'm so
3: curious. What? Just a share? Yeah. I don't think so. I think there's a stool guy.
1: I think they do it all I think they do it all They just pick different Petri dishes For different things Different little strips That turn different colors For different things Maybe Different microscopes For looking at Different things So crazy right Yeah Well don't go anywhere This podcast Ain't done yet No Hell no The Daily Take 2 Is coming up next
0: As long as I got you, I'm going to be right.
3: This is crazy. You know how they would say there was this myth that like you could look at someone's hands or someone's feet and tell how well endowed they were. Okay. Apparently we're looking at the wrong information. There's something else you should be looking at. Yeah? You want to suss out the package.
1: Is it <laughs> wrist to elbow length? <laughs> like basically your forearm length. Is uh, it?
3: No. No, okay. it's not that. Any guesses, Fundus?
0: Uh, maybe your neck. How thick your neck how is. How
1: thick your neck <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're right. It's the neck. It's neck girth. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know what they say.
1: He's got a thick neck. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, look, is, uh, uh, probably uh, means he's a bouncer or plays rugby. What do they say?
3: I got a guess from Kevin. He he says earlobes.
1: Earlobes. Oh, interesting. No, no, it's no. not earlobes. Okay, okay, how about this? Before you give us the answer,
3: yes.
1: Have a good look at me right now. Okay. What is? What am I seeing? Me, what is looking at me? Telling you about? about how well endowed i am out of curiosity am i doing okay you're doing all right am I'd i say. above average or below average y- do you think you guys
3: look uh pretty both of you looking pretty uh solid uh, but in an average uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> <just>
0: <laughs> average, <laughs> average I mean, okay
3: uh, very very nice very nice what do you want me to say Uh, It's hard for me to tell from this angle But um, why don't I just fill you in here
1: Fill us in
3: Have you ever (laughs) I've never heard this term before This is not something that I've ever said But apparently Big nose, big hose (laughs) Is a thing (laughs) Uh, Have you guys ever heard that before?
1: uh, No No, no. I've
3: never said that No one's ever said that to me
1: (laughs) So Did somebody uh, I'm assuming somebody looked into this There is a
3: study that found that men who have a larger schnoz Mm. Are more
1: likely to be above average below the belt If I were to do measurements My nose, slightly above average, average Like it's a bit of a schnoz
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah Bundus? I nose looks pretty normal. Yeah. Solid uh, nose? Almost even, like, my, not even average size. Like, slightly below. My, my nose is a little <laughs> bit small. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm glad you uh, agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what they I'm found. not ashamed of my small nose. Oh, hey, I know how to use my small nose. That's right. <laughs> you can
3: still... Yeah. Enjoy life's pleasures.
0: <laughs> don't you worry. I stop and smell the roses all, <laughs> all the, the time. time.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So men with noses that were 1.8 inches long have, have an average below the belt length of 4.1 inches. Okay. For men with 2.2 2 inch noses, it was 5.3 inches below the belt. Mm. So that was quite a jump there, guys. I don't know if you do math on yeah. the average, yeah. but...
1: Follow-up question for Professor Bundes. Uh-huh. Uh, when you grab a uh, tissue, do you grab a uh, two-ply or do you go magnum? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I usually do double wrap. So you're like
1: four-ply. You grab two two-ply and yeah, you two, two put two it plus. together. Okay. There you go. It's yeah. not the
3: size of the schnoz. It's the force.
1: Uh, <laughs> of the thrust. Of the thrust. Yeah. I was just thinking about that story you were talking about a few minutes ago, Maura. Mm -hmm. About uh, the size of your schnoz, your nose, is actually potentially an indicator on the size of your hose. That's the expression (laughs) that you put out there.
3: I I mean, I didn't put it out there. This is based on a study. Okay. I've never even heard the size of your nose is equivalent to the size of your hose or whatever.
1: I hope that's true. I honestly, I hope that's true because that would be like... That would be justice You know what I mean <laughs> There's so many times where You know You get dealt like a bad hand physically And it just doesn't help you in any capacity mm-hmm. You know like another thing would be great Which is like The more your hair is receding Also the larger your hose You know what I mean Like well, if I there heard
3: was... the more your hair is receding The more testosterone in your body Which could translate into sex
1: drive I've heard that something about that too, Mm -hmm. but it would just be fair, you know. Right. Like I'm tired of people who are just so handsome and strong and athletic. Just they have everything going for themselves. Like a Tom Brady type of person. You're just like, come on. Could you not at least have like uh, something unsightly on your face? (laughs) I know he's got the bum chin, and that's about as close as you get. But a lot of people like the bum chin. I love the bum chin. It's hard to really call that a quote flaw. Mm. So to speak, it's not a flaw. It's like Harry Styles. So you wait, know what I mean? Are you, should...
0: calling, are you calling a small peen a flaw? No, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a flaw.
1: I'm uh-huh. saying it would be nice if people who were uh, given like other obstacles to deal with physically got like other benefits as a result. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to bring up the Harry Styles thing. It's just not fair that he's so good looking, also has amazing hair. And is like a, a sweet man, and he's got this wicked voice. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it's just... He's got a be, lot going for him. It'd be him. great, like, if there was a correlation between people's voices and hair loss. Again, I'll bring up that one.
3: I'll tell you, though, <laughs> if you're not as attractive, oftentimes you're just a way... You have a way better personality because you've had to make up for where you're lacking with your personality, right? Like, you're funnier... Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I, uh, it, it builds character Is what I'm trying to say When you're not perfect
1: yeah. That's right?
3: what
0: your mom says to you when you're a kid
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It builds character. I would just like to see more justice Out there In the form of like people Who aren't uh, dealing with Like all the best physical features mm-hmm. Getting some benefits As a result of that is that, un, is that, you know, just a little justice? Jackie brought
3: up an interesting point. She says, the nose mm-hmm. never stops growing throughout your life. Does the same apply to the hose? You
0: no, know, it starts shrinking, more.
1: Uh, Does it really? Is that a thing? Well, uh, again, I... I <laughs> I I think Bundus Uh, is not using science. I think he's just using like what he guesses uh is the case from maybe being in a men's locker room at one point in time (laughs) or something at the gym. But again, you're usually not seeing people at their maximum potential. In that environment. Uh, That's true. Right. Yeah. How many, like, 75-year-old guys have you (laughs) witnessed? Like, full erection. Now, probably none, right? Unless you're into some interesting (laughs) videos. So don't start pushing your unfounded theories on us. I know we nicknamed you the professor, but... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expect you to use a little more science.
3: (laughs) Do a little research on that, buddy.
1: Just curious, have you ever paid somebody for something in the form of providing a service instead of cash?
3: Ken said, a while back, I did a bunch of welding work on my buddy's drag car. Yeah. And he did mechanical repair on my truck. He said, I've got some friends in different trades and we do that. You Trades
1: know, do that a lot That's, that's true that's so great If you're like an electrician And then you're friends with a bricklayer And you're building an addition You know like You go do some electrical work for them They do yeah. some bricklaying for you
0: There's no service or skill I really have That I can provide except for one And only the ladies like that <laughs>
1: oh! You know
0: I, I, I can't fix somebody's car And like get something in return You know You
1: could wash and detail it though reason why I bring it up, I was just uh, looking at a story, and it was a guy who's a wedding singer. He was just asked to perform at a wedding, and the groom said he couldn't pay in money, but if the guy performed, he would get a meal, he'd get some beer, and the groom would put in a good word with the bridesmaids. So assuming the wedding <laughs> singer was single and maybe all cooped up from COVID, maybe this would be of interest in. Oh, this, I mean, way, put in
3: a good word. Uh, I've had people put in good words for guys for me. I mean, that doesn't really get you anywhere. We got a text from Brad. He said a friend of his asked him to pick him up a nice big bottle of Crown Royal mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It was 60 bucks. He showed up, dropped it off. The guy paid him in Janis Joplin CD box sets. <laughs> that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> thanks. I'll take the 60 bucks, please. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what do you think the wedding singer did, by the way, with this offer?
3: Well, I'm going to say that the wedding singer was like, thanks, but no thanks.
0: I'm going to say the wedding singer took the offer because he wanted a shot at the bridesmaids (laughs) (laughs) the
3: wedding singer's gonna get a shot at the bridesmaids whether he the word gets put in or not bundus
1: so the wedding singer turned down the offer because the wedding singer needs some cash like a lot of people who have been sort of like (laughs) on the shelf since the pandemic began yeah the groom though do you think the groom just said oh well it was worth a try or do you think the groom kept pushing
3: The groom circled back with a bit of money
1: this time. No, the groom just kept pushing and kept trying, and eventually... The groom called the wedding singer ungrateful for turning down the offer. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> it just made me wonder, like, obviously, yeah, if you're a plumber, you have a friend who's an electrician, you can trade some services. But if you ever, like, gone in and offered your services to someone, maybe you didn't even know. Mm. Like, you went in and said, give me a better deal on this car, and I'll come to your house, and I'll do, like, a patio for you in the back. Ooh. You know, something. Yeah. Yeah we're just uh, talking about if you've ever offered services instead of cash for payment and i'm not talking about sexual services i just mean like mm-hmm. hey uh i want that instead of giving you like two hundred dollars why don't i come and paint a room in your house yeah, instead a little tradesy, <laughs> you know
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, old
1: school bartering man yeah. that's how
3: they used to do it
1: just <laughs> be like i'll give you this i got this cool thing over here i made an axe out of a piece of rock and uh you got a piece of meat over there? I wouldn't mind eating. Here, have my rock. <laughs> you give me a piece of meat. Mode, what's your experience with trading for services?
2: When I first started getting photography, I did not know how much to charge, so I would tell people, okay, I'll do a photo shoot, and you just give me a meal or something, and and you have to go on IG, post my picture, mm. and tag me and and advertise for me. But then, as years went by, I had other friends that are not always financially in great positions and a couple of my friends were either getting married or had like a they were pregnant mm-hmm. and i i know that when i was pregnant i really wanted to have like nice shots not the ones that my mom took of me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh my
3: god totally
2: <laughs> so i i offered them i said look i know you can't afford a photo shoot i'm just gonna do a straight two hours give you the, the prints, but of course you're gonna have to go on ig and tag
1: you. So you would just I- ask for like promotion, so you could maybe you know work for two hours for free, but then maybe get like five more clients out of it. Yeah,
2: but the meal has to be part of it too.
1: I can cook a good meal. Maybe we can talk. Moe, <laughs> we can get
2: together. And
1: I'll make you. Uh, I'll make you some uh, chicken tortilla soup. Hey, oh, about that, that is one? good. he good makes good a good one. Mode, oh, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah,
2: no problem. Thanks a lot, John.
0: Hey, I renovated my uh, my whole upstairs bathroom. Ripped out the tub, the sink, put in a whole new shower, double sink, the whole nine. And my wife because my money is her money and her money's our money, right? She just exchanged a little little bounce, wow wow on the side there. So that was uh, So that you would food do food. it. You your,
1: <laughs> your wife traded sex with you so you would do <laughs> yeah. the work? That's uh-huh. right. Okay, so that was like the incentive to get the well, job done.
0: It up my yearly average, so it was pretty right, fun. right, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like you got the short end of the stick there. I feel like when <laughs> you got married, that was part of the deal. <laughs> oh, Bundis thinks he married knows married. about marriage
1: now, does he, Mister? You know, has one night a week he commits to a girl. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you.
3: This is such a crazy story, Bundis. Did you get me the audio for this yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but- perfect. Okay, so a woman. Who did not know she was pregnant, got on a flight to Hawaii. Can you guess what happened next?
1: She had the baby on the plane? She
3: unexpectedly goes into labor at 35,000 feet in the air.
1: Plus, you're going to Hawaii. Can't be anywhere to land between, you know, the coast and Hawaii.
3: She flew from Salt Lake City to Honolulu, and about halfway through the flight, she goes into labor. Again, she didn't even know she was pregnant, Lucky for her, when they asked if there was a doctor on board, there was not only a doctor, there was also three neonatal intensive care nurses on board. What are the odds? Yeah. All going to Hawaii together. So luckily, we had a healthy baby boy delivered on this flight and somebody was filming. Nice
2: round of applause to
1: Mother and congratulations! All passengers to remain seated for just a few minutes to
3: allow a passenger to seek medical
0: assistance. It's kind of like a compilation of, oh, this traveling process with a live of all the
1: live animals.
3: Thank you. So exciting, right?
1: Holy cow. Yeah! yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you look to our left, you'll get a great view of a woman giving birth (laughs) in aisle 18. Um, We didn't anticipate this on takeoff, (laughs) but uh, we have a healthy baby boy and uh, the mother and father, if you could see us after about paying for a ticket for the extra passenger (laughs) uh, upon arrival in Hawaii, we'd really appreciate it. (laughs) That would, uh, yeah... That's not where I'd want to give birth. You know, what? I'd be curious. Have you ever been on a plane where they uh, have done, is there a doctor on board? Oh my
3: God. It happened to me. It happened to you? Yeah.
1: (gasps) We were actually just starting our descent into Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple started like... It was this big commotion. Mm -hmm. His dad's like, somebody help. I need help kind of thing. And we were all, you know, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're on a plane and already like a little on edge to begin with. Right. And then they did the whole announcement. Like, is there a doctor on board? And it turns out somebody's baby had been ill and uh and then was having a seizure as a result of like a high fever which can happen with kids oh no then they did another announcement where they were like uh ladies and gentlemen uh, does anyone have ativan with them on the plane and I was like, "Yeah, I got Advan." I was like, "I can help here." You
3: always have that bag filled with any drug yeah. you could possibly need. Yeah, I have
1: like the emergency Advan in case I'm like nervous on the plane. Mm-hmm. I can pop one of those bad boys. And uh, and so they came over. Like I rang the ding ding thing, and they came over. And it turns out like my dose wasn't. Uh, it was
3: appropriate. It was
1: too high a dose. Not oh. that I'm on a high dose of Advan, but mm-hmm. it was like I think 0. 0.5 milligrams, and they needed smaller tablets. I'll
3: cut it up
1: in order to deal. Wow. Well, I don't know. And I guess they decided they didn't really need it in the end. Oh, good. Yeah.
3: That's crazy. And then when we
1: landed, they did the whole thing where it's like, everyone stay seated. We've got like emergency services meeting us at the gate. And so they came on and they walked the family off.
3: Oh, my God.
1: And the good news is I got to keep all my hat events. <laughs> still got it. When I travel next.
3: A massive Chinese rocket corps is falling out of control back to Earth as we speak. There is no telling where this thing is going to land, but some experts believe Ontario is a very possible option. This thing is huge. It is 30 meters tall. It's 21 tons. It's large enough to avoid burning up in the atmosphere. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: And eventually, when it comes down... It's supposed to make re-entry into Earth, but it, it was always supposed to re-enter the atmosphere, but not like this, not out of control and at a speed of uh, 28,000 kilometers an hour. Oh,
1: my God. How and, <laughs> So how long has this thing been falling? Do we know? I, I don't know,
3: but it's circling the Earth every 90 minutes. Like, think about that. Yeah, like, and it's just falling. It's falling and falling and falling. Projections right now.
1: Ah! <laughs>
0: Like it's just the longest <laughs> fall ever. Ah!
1: Wait a second, where's Earth? We're still falling. Ah! Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the craziest fall of all time. suck.
1: Yeah, no one's on it though, right? It's no, just like I- it's just part of one of those. It's like, like
3: the core of the rocket. I think when it gets yeah, up this space, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then
3: that goes over there. <laughs> this goes over here. Then
1: it just kind of falls.
3: That. Yeah. Pe- <laughs>
1: Like if that rocket booster had a voice. That's what he'd be saying right now.
3: That'd be so funny. If it I'm happens. so dizzy! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
3: At the same time, it's falling. It's orbiting the Earth every 90 minutes. So it's like,
1: ah! Ah! i ah. ah, like the Grand Canyon! Oh, it's the April Tower! Oh, oh my God, I'm so dizzy! Sarah Desert, oh.
3: Here's the problem. Yeah. Projections <laughs> suggest it could fall as far south as Chile or New Zealand, and as far north as New York State or Ontario. So we are at the north end, but Ontario was brought up as a possibility.
1: Oh, man. I mean, you wouldn't want that hitting you, right? No. How, will we get any notice? Would there be like, a, okay, we finally figured out the tra- trajectory, and you got like a 90 minutes to get the hell out of this sort of area?
3: That's a really good question. they haven't said yet they are they're concerned. there is some concern mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the hope is that it lands in the ocean it lands in water at least if it does land on land uh it could leave a swath of destruction that would be equivalent to a small plane crash scattered over about a hundred miles
1: yeah, guys,
0: be- I don't know what to tell you it's like it's a bit freaky I feel like it would be bigger than a small plane crash, right? Like, if you're traveling at 28,000 kilometers...
1: Well, it would slow down once it hits the, like, thicker part of the atmosphere.
0: Sure, but, I mean... Yeah. That's a...
1: That's, that's still that's going a, that's pretty damn fast. pretty fast <laughs> in a big fall,
2: right? <laughs> 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 if only we could hear
3: the rocket screaming like that, then we'd have warning. What's that? Watch oh out, everybody. I'm coming <laughs> the It's been nice knowing you. Stay out of my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannonball. Go for the ocean. All right, right over there. Come on. <laughs>
0: It's Tucker and Maura in the morning.
3: Energy 95-3.